the volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This'll never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the Cash back like a pro. With Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Lakers Tonight with Jason Timp is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more during the Super Bowl than with FanDuel. And new users can bet $5 to win $280 in cash on either team to win. I love FanDuel because it's easy to use, safe and secure, and you can get winnings fast. Now winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. It's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into the same game parlay. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with FanDuel.com slash Jason T so they know I sent you. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $280. Bonus for Tennessee users fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours. Tennessee site credit expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, or Virginia. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to Lakers Tonight, presented by FanDuel here on The Volume. I am Jason Tim. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you all had a great weekend. There is no Lakers basketball today, 
But we are going to talk some Lakers. This is a very important week for the Lakers. They go at home against the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow, which the Lakers have a couple of really good wins this year, but they don't have that bona fide, you know, signature win against a championship contender with all of their guys healthy. And that game against the Bucks is a great example of an opportunity to get that signature win. They have won their last two games against the Milwaukee Bucks when LeBron James and Anthony Davis both play. I actually think it's a very good matchup for the Lakers because LeBron and AD present a physical and mobile enough front court to be able to hang with Giannis a little bit and give him some problems. So I like that matchup. It's a good opportunity. Then they go on the road to Portland. It's a back-to-back, which makes it a little bit weird, but that's a game they should be able to win. Then they have two days off before a game with the Warriors on Saturday. Another great opportunity for a big signature win. Then they have one more game after that, after three days off against the Utah Jazz. And then it's the All-Star break. So this is a great opportunity for the Lakers to change the complexion of this season. You know, there's an old saying and everything, every saying that's a saying is a saying for a reason. And winning cures everything is true in this case. If you're sitting at What's that? I think they're 28 and 26 right now. So if you're sitting at 30 and 28, and yeah, you're only two games over 500, but you're two games over 500 with a bunch of signature wins coming off of the the trade deadline, hopefully with some reinforcements on the way, and with a week off with the All-Star break for guys to get healthy and make a real run at things to end the season. It's one of those things where as bad as this has been, and it's been really bad, because if you talk about the Lakers as a potential threat to win the Western Conference, someone's going to laugh you out of the chat. That's They've been a joke this season in that regard. But the potential has always been there. The potential has always been, hey, we got LeBron and Anthony Davis. So if you get some signature wins there, a little bit of a win streak. Coming into tomorrow's game, they've won three consecutive games when LeBron James and Anthony Davis were actually able to finish. Again, not much but something to build on. And if you build on that with some signature wins in the next week and a half going into the All-Star break, completely changes the vibe of the season. That's how important this is. And that's what's at stake here. These are good teams. These are teams that are better than the Lakers or have been better than the Lakers this season, but they are also teams that the Lakers are capable of beating. And I believe they have a chance to get that done. If you look at the standings, the Lakers are only three and a half games back of that six seed. I think the sixth seed is immensely important to the Lakers because of the fact that winning a playoff series against the Suns or the Warriors is going to be hard enough. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit, but it's going to be hard enough. If you can buy yourself an extra two weeks of playoff basketball against a team like Memphis or against a team like Utah, a team that the Lakers are very much capable of beating, then you have a chance to go into that pivotal matchup against a team like the Warriors or against a team like the Suns and feel more confident in yourself and feel like you have a, a, at, least a, at least a better opportunity to throw your best punch. So big opportunity here before the All-Star break. We will be going live after the Milwaukee Bucks game tomorrow, right after the final buzzer. So stay tuned for that. For those of you who are just joining us, This is Lakers Tonight, presented by FanDuel here on The Volume. We were just talking a little bit about the situation and the standings, but the main thing I wanted to talk about at the top of the show tonight was Russell Westbrook, in a more practical sense. I've been very critical of Russell Westbrook over the course of this season. For obvious reasons, he just hasn't panned out as a basketball fit with this group. And I'm hopeful, as I've said, that the Lakers will at least try to trade him before Thursday. However, 
The far more likely scenario under the circumstances with Russ's contract, the far more likely scenario is that he is still a Laker, at least through the end of the season. So the question becomes, can Russell Westbrook fit alongside LeBron and Anthony Davis? Because he's had some good games recently, but there are good games that existed within the context of him in an elevated role because of injuries. The truth of the matter is, is we're wondering how Russ can fit as a fourth guy. Because Malik Monk, like it or not, is a better offensive option right now than Russ. So it's even more complicated than can Russ be a number three. We're asking Russ to be a number four, at least on the offensive end of the floor. So from that standpoint, the question, there's basically two schools of thought. You have the let Russ be Russ camp, which namely includes LeBron James at this point. We saw LeBron after the game against the Knicks the other night go out of his way to talk about how, you know, Russ is an instinctive basketball player and that he has to get out of his head and just play his game. So that's the LeBron school of thought. That's the Russ fan school of thought. All the people that have been defensive of Russ, that's their school of thought. Like the Lakers have not done a good enough job of letting Russ be Russ. But then there's the other school of thought, which is Russ can't be Russ anymore. He's not capable of being Russ anymore. And that's where I land. I look at it like the Carmelo Anthony situation when he was out of the league for a couple of years. There were people that painted that situation as if it was some sort of travesty. How dare they take one of the game's all-time greats and kick him out of the league for a little while. But I looked at it from another perspective. Carmelo Anthony, from a talent perspective, very much belonged in the NBA, even in those years. However, he was not willing to do the job that was associated with his lesser role alongside Paul George and Russell Westbrook alongside James Harden and Chris Paul. He was unwilling to do that. If you remember, he had press conferences where he complained about the idea that he would never come off the bench. You know, he demanded post-touches, and he was less, just like when he was in his prime, he was less willing to do the other role-player things that we ask. So he's out of the league for a little while, and it's kind of a humbling experience. When he first came back to Portland, they used him a lot as a starter because they had to because of injuries. But the reality was, is when Melo came back, he was much more open to a bench role. He was much more open to a spot-up role. He was much more open to giving up those post-touches that he loved so much. And the main reason why is because Melo acknowledged that while his game was declining, he still had elite skills that he brought to the table. He's an elite spot-up shooter. And he has been one of the best wide-open jump shooters in the league this year. And while he's not slashing to the basket and dunking on people anymore, he can put the ball on the floor once or twice and get to a one or two dribble pull-up, and he can make that shot, attacking a closeout. That's a valuable skill. He's a good rebounder. He's still big and tall and strong, so he can defend in the post, and he can, he can box out and do things along those lines. He honed in on what he was still good at, and he trimmed the fat, the stuff that he was no longer good at, and as a result, he carved out a very interesting role in this league because he's one of the Laker players this year that outperformed his veteran minimum contract. That's the phase that Russell Westbrook is in right now. He is in the phase that Melo was in while he was in OKC in Houston. He is still thinking he's the old Russ without acknowledging the changes and understanding that his place in the league is dependent on him adapting. You know, 
LeBron called, like I said earlier, LeBron called Russ an instinctive basketball player. Instinctive is just a really nice way of saying he does things without thinking. It's a really nice way of saying he doesn't make reads. Because when you're talking about the best players in playmaking in the league, the top tier, I think, is LeBron and Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, and Chris Paul. Those guys are never playing off of instinct. There's some muscle memory there. They've seen some defenses so many times that they have muscle memory with the way they react. But they're making reads. They look at what the defense is doing, and they make the play that counters what the defense is doing. That is not instinctive. That is muscle memory and basketball IQ. Calling Russ instinctive is just a really nice way of saying he's not a very smart basketball player. Now, when he was in his absolute physical prime, he was so unbelievably athletic that when he played with instinct, he was still a huge net positive. But as that has faded in his game, that is no longer the case. Now, instinctive Russ comes with downsides, especially when you look at it through the lens of what I was talking about, where Malik Monk is now coming into the picture as a bona fide ball handling option for this team. With Malik Monk and LeBron James and Anthony Davis, it is even more important for Russ to be willing to accept a lesser role. The other way to look at it is kind of like statistical output, right? Like if Russ is being Russ, you might get 12 assists, but you're also going to get like seven turnovers, right? Or six turnovers. You're going to get the aggression that leads to the bad. You know, so the question becomes, would you rather have 12 assists, seven turnover Russ, or four assists, one turnover Russ? And I think it's obviously the latter. We need Russ to adapt to that lesser role, especially with Malik Monk's emergence, as a guy who no longer goes off of instinct, but a guy who makes reads. You know, there was this funny moment that happened in a game, gosh, it was a couple weeks back, I can't even remember which game it was. But Shaquille O'Neal sitting courtside. And Shaq is kind of bantering back and forth with Russ on the court. And he goes, you need to slow down. And it's kind of hilarious because Shaquille O'Neal is a center. You know, very much not a, you know, a initiating perimeter player. He's the last guy in the world you would think would be able to offer real advice to Russell Westbrook. But the funny part is, is he was dead on. And ironically, Russ actually admitted it in some of his press conferences that he's been taking advice from Shaq about playing slower. To me, playing slower is not about, like, Russ not being athletic or literally playing slow. To me, it's playing slower mentally. It's slowing the game down and making reads rather than playing on instinct. You understand that when you make that adjustment if you're Russ, you're going to lose some of the top end. You're no longer going to get the crazy scoring up. You're you're not going to get the 32, 14, and 12 anymore. You understand that that's the trade-off. But the other side of the trade-off is you get a functional role player. Just like what you're getting from Carmelo Anthony right now. Carmelo Anthony is a functional role player now when he was not when he was in Houston, and that literally cost him his spot in the league. With Russ, I made the comparison yesterday, two days ago actually, that Marcus Smart was an example of a player who kind of had that chaotic attitude, but he brought so much to the floor defensively. I don't know that Russ is capable of doing both, but I'm very much sure that Russ is capable of doing those dirty work responsibilities that Marcus Smart does. Another comp that I've used in the past is Drew Holiday, a player who primarily focuses his energy on the defensive end of the floor, 
And then on offense, he's a power guard. It's about attacking matchups and playing off of two superior offensive players in Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's kind of like the vibe that Drew Holiday goes for. There are games where he has the right matchup and he's super aggressive. But there are other games where he steps way back and he feels it out. So to me, that's the transition that Russ needs to make. Russ being Russ is no longer going to work. It needs to be Russ being Carmelo. Obviously not in the literal sense, but in terms of that transition that he made. And then the last element there is the bench. The main reason why you have, you know, you know, a, a tradition, any sort of like off the bench score, think of like your Jerry Stackhouse type or your Jordan Clarkson type. The main reason why guys like that come off the bench has to do with the fact that in the bench phase of the game, like end first quarter, early second quarter, when bench lineups are out there, it's a little bit easier for you to do the defensive job, right? Because now you're guarding a bench player. You know, this is why Dwight Howard succeeds so much as a backup center. Dwight Howard is feasting on the lesser talented backup centers in the league. You know, you bring in a Jordan Clarkson or a Jerry Stackhouse to feast on the lower quality bench lineups. Now, I don't think you can ever literally bench Russ in the sense of taking him out of the starting lineup because of his ego. And that's unfortunate, but it's just the reality of the situation. However, you can try to line up his minutes in a way that he primarily plays with bench groups. And you've now established, after this game against the Knicks and then much earlier this season, you have now established that you can bench Russell Westbrook in a pivotal moment. You have the ability to look him in the face and be like, we are closing this game without you. So he's kind of starting to take on that persona and some of the characteristics of a bench player. You know, so start him if you have to, but use him as a bench player. I think by doing that, you have an ability to make the most of this next four months. Because coming this summer, Russ is gone. I think, I think the Lakers are aware enough of how much of a mistake this was that they're not going to sign up for an additional year of this. And moving off of his contract becomes infinitely easier this summer when it's just one year. And now teams are basically effectively trading for cap space in the summer of 2023. But you got to find a way to make this next three, four months work, depending on how long their playoff run is. And the easiest way to do that is to try to convince him to change his role and to try to utilize him more against the lesser players on other teams by having him attack against the bench. FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. To celebrate, new customers can bet $5 to win $280 in cash on either team to win when you use promo code JasonT when registering. That's right, you'll get your winnings in cold hard cash because we know cash is always better than free bets. I will be on the Rams. I think their defensive line is going to control the game, and that's usually what wins in the Super Bowl. Don't miss your chance to turn $5 into $280 in cash. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use promo code JasonT to make every moment more this Super Bowl. Again, promo code JasonT exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $280. Bonus for Tennessee users fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours. Tennessee site credit expires 14 days after receipt. 
Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, or Virginia. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, The cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Warm weather brings many outdoor activities. Happy hours after work, weekend hikes, pool parties, and family barbecues. With all that time spent in the sun, we're often not thinking about what it's doing to our hair. Those rays can seriously affect your scalp and hair, making right now the perfect time to start taking Nutrafol to help keep your hair healthy this summer. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, and faster-growing hair with less shedding. Thinning hair is different for men and women, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow based on your biology, life stage, and lifestyle factors. Physician formulated with drug-free ingredients, Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting key root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. With Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day and you'll see results in three to six months. Get results you can run your fingers through. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOOPS. That's H-O-O-P-S. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N U T. R-A-F-O-L dot com, promo code HOOPS, that's H-O-O-P-S. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code HOOPS. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, Come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. It's something that I've always been a big believer in. When Usually when you try to take on a project that you don't know how to do, it ends up just being a bigger headache as you try to learn and then you end up making mistakes and it ends up just not being worth it. Not only can a professional get the job done more efficiently, but you're also supporting local businesses in your area. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job is done well. With 29 years of experience, combined with 
new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. Angie has cost guides to tell you what others have paid for similar projects both nationally and in your area. The app is free and easy to use. We all know the difficulties that can come with home projects. Angie makes tackling your project as simple as possible from start to finish. Turn to Angie with confidence, even for major renovations or emergency repairs. Are you renting? Even renters can come to Angie for moving, installations, and cleaning. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. So I wanted to take some time really quickly to talk about matchups, playoff matchups. Playoff ma- matchups are what determine, and in many cases, who wins the title. You know, like the Cavs very much beat the Warriors, but maybe the Thunder team in 2016, if they get to the finals, maybe that's a different matchup. Maybe the athleticism is different. Maybe it swings the, who wins the championship. These styles make fights and these matchups are very important. And the two matchups I want to look at tonight are the Lakers versus the Warriors or the Lakers versus the Suns. Chances are, if things don't go really well over the course of the next month, they might have to face one of these teams in the first round. But in all likelihood, they're going to have to face at least one on the way to the title, if not both. Now, the interesting thing is on the defensive end of the floor, Lakers on offense, both teams match up really well with the Lakers and have multiple options. They both have a great option to throw at Anthony Davis. DeAndre Ayton straight up outplayed Anthony Davis in game one of the first round series last year. Now, over the course of the series, Anthony Davis showed that he was better He had back-to-back 34-point games after that, and the Lakers were in commanding position until he got hurt. However, if you're looking at that and you're like, man, our center, who's not remotely close to our bench player, outplayed Anthony Davis in a playoff game, that's a huge win. And he's a great defensive option to throw at Anthony Davis. Draymond Green, same thing for the Warriors. In that play-in game, the one where LeBron made the game winner, Draymond Green stonewalled Anthony Davis in post-up possessions in that game. Changed the complexion from the outset. They immediately started force-feeding Anthony Davis at the beginning, and he could not score against Draymond Green. That's a huge matchup advantage for the Warriors. And then on the wing, they both have like that stocky, you know, veteran, savvy defender to throw at LeBron for Andre Iguodala for the Warriors or Jay Crowder for the Suns. And then they have like the wiry, more athletic option in Andrew Wiggins or Mikhail Bridges. So on the defensive end, they all match up the same. The main reason why I'm more scared, or so to speak, or that I think the Warriors have a better chance or are more likely to beat the Lakers has to do with that overwhelming star power. We watched in that series as the Lakers took a 2-1 lead. They were able to make things very difficult for Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Steph Curry is a super duper star. He is probably the third best player in the world, if not higher. There is no game planning for that. There is no scheme in the world. There is nothing you can do to slow down Steph Curry. And if you do, we've seen teams outright trap him as far away from the basket as possible, and they have the best short roll big man in the league in Draymond Green to catch that ball and go down the lane and make reads and make you pay on the back end. That offensive element that Steph Curry brings to the table is going to be the massive trump card in any case. Now, the Lakers are still capable of winning that matchup. They are capable of physically overwhelming the Warriors in the front court. Their weakness right now is their front court size. It's one of the reasons why they've been connected to Sabonis and Turner so much here around the deadline. However, that's a good matchup for the Lakers. The the difference is defensively, the Lakers are going to have a much harder time trying to contain Steph Curry. 
than they will trying to contain that incessant high pick and roll from Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Which, by the way, is kind of playing directly into Frank Vogel's strong suit. He's very, very good at coming up with cool pick and roll coverages to try to shut those teams down. The other element to this is just veteran experience. I know Chris Paul's been in the league forever, but he has not won. And everyone else on the team is very young. The Warriors, they've seen everything, man. They saw a box and one in the NBA Finals in 2019. They've seen hardcore trapping. They've seen everything under the sun. They've seen teams completely ignore Draymond Green. They've seen it all. And they've been there, and they've hoisted the trophy three times. The confidence that you gain from that is inevitably going to be something that allows you to feel comfortable in big moments. If you end up in a pivotal game five with the Warriors, they're going into that game feeling comfortable. If it's 2-2 and the Lakers are going to Phoenix, Phoenix is going to feel a little less confident in that type of matchup. They don't have that experience to lean back on. So it's an interesting matchup. I think, I think the Lakers are probably going to have to go through both of these teams just with the way things break out with the standings. But it's interesting looking at the matchups. And I think the Warriors present, you know, just, just with the power of Steph Curry, just that little extra ceiling that they can get to that Phoenix can't get to. Something that I've talked about a lot on the show. Phoenix just doesn't have that superstar power to lean on. Really quickly, before we get out of here tonight, the last thing that I wanted to hit on was this a little bit more on the Harden trade. So Bill Simmons, who is very good friends with Daryl Morey, so he very well might know, might know something on this front, he reported that the Nets would be interested in the trade for, for Ben Simmons as long as Seth Curry was included, which in, inevitably brought up this question like, is it worth it to send out one of your best offensive players alongside Ben Simmons to get a player like James Harden back? Now, in general, my philosophy with this kind of stuff is just get the star and figure out the rest later. It is much easier after the fact to fill in little holes on the periphery when you have that super duper star power. Now, that can backfire, but it usually backfires when you trade for the wrong star, a la Russell Westbrook. When you give up really good role players and the star you get back is not very good. Like the irony in that trade now is Kyle Kuzma might be a better player than Russ. So that backfired because you went after the wrong star. Now I know James Harden is having one of the worst seasons of his career. I'm aware of that. But he's a very finicky superstar. He's very moody. He's very dependent on things going his way. And he very easily can get thrown off mentally. And that can end up being a problem for him on the court. We've seen it many times throughout his career. Even when he was in Houston, even when things were good. They had a random year in there where he was 41 and 41 and basically didn't play any defense the entire season. He's that kind of guy. Now, is he ever going to be as good as he was in 2018 again? Maybe not. But I know one thing for sure. Even right now, even with as poorly as he's playing, if he's reinvigorated in Houston, or excuse me, if he's reinvigorated in Philly, I know for a fact that he is still one of the top 10 players in the NBA. That's how much of an offensive weapon he is. And yes, Seth Curry is a hugely important offensive player for the, for the Sixers right now. They have a ton of dribble handoff stuff that they run with Joel Embiid. That's one of the pillars of their offense. However, James Harden, even in his lessened state, is a significantly better offensive engine than what you got with Seth Curry. Now, do you have to figure things out again? Are you going to have to change your system? Sure. Are you going to have to rebuild chemistry? Sure. 
but you're undoubtedly a better offensive team with a higher ceiling bringing in James Harden, even if you have to send out Seth Curry. And the most important detail here is that when you have the super duper stars, the reason why I believe in trading out role players for superstars is because superstars fill so many responsibilities on the floor. You know, like if you had to assign like a pie chart or pie graph or whatever you want to call it, that lays out the responsibilities that have to be filled on a basketball court. When the two superstars fill almost the entire chart with what they do, all of a sudden those little pieces that you have to fill in become way more manageable. You're not going to be able to find a guy as good as Seth Curry as a role player next to James Harden and Joel Embiid. But you can probably find somebody who's 70 to 80% as good which without James Harden is a huge difference because you need Seth Curry to do everything he's been doing. But when James Harden's in there and all those responsibilities are filled, the job becomes easy. This is why the Lakers won the title in 2020 and all their role players looked good. All those guys that got slandered in the summer coming into the season did great. Why? Because LeBron and Anthony Davis both played like MVPs that year. And so what they expected and needed from the role players on the periphery was such a small and manageable goal that they all knocked it out of the park. Every single player panned out that season. Even Rondo, who struggled that whole season, was awesome in the playoffs, at least for stretches. So that's the kind of vibe you got to look at it, the way you got to look at this if you're a Philly. Like, yeah, we're losing Seth Curry. Yeah, we're losing Ben Simmons, but he wasn't playing anyway. But you're bringing in James Harden. And by having James Harden and Joel Embiid fill up so much of that pie chart, you get, open the door for yourself to make easy roles available. And with those easy roles, you can slot in lesser players and they can knock those roles out of the park. So no matter what Philly asks, even if they ask for Tyrese Maxey instead of Seth Curry, in, in terms of what Brooklyn's asking for, I mean, even if they ask for that, even if they ask for both, I don't care what they ask for. You just get the star. Because this is not Russell Westbrook. This is not a player that's going to come in and massively underperform. He's going to be reinvigorated. He's going to be the go-to perimeter scorer. He's going to be playing alongside one of the best players in the league. He is going to love it there. He's going to be completely bought in and he's going to look great. I feel very confident in that. So you've got to do what it takes to get him. Now the question becomes, do you throw everything at him now or do you wait till the summer? And the reason why you go for it now is because nothing is guaranteed. The Lakers won the title in 2020. That's great. But look at how the two seasons since then have gone. It very easily could have gone the other way. 2020 could have been injuries, and maybe this is the year they're healthy. But you need shots at it. You need pulls at the slot machine. Because it is like, it's like a slot machine winning the title. That's how hard it is to win. And you buy yourself an extra pull on the slot machine when you make the deal now, instead of waiting to the summer. If you wait to the summer... There's no guarantee next year is going to be the year it all pans out anyway, and you double your chances if you do it now. So I hope I hope Philly puts all the chips on the table and gets James Harden because I think it'll be the best for them. And we talk, As we talked about on Saturday, I love the Ben Simmons fit in Brooklyn, filling in a lot of responsibilities that have never been filled in on that team. All right, guys, that is all I have for tonight. This will be in our podcast feed shortly. We will be back right after the Bucks game tomorrow night, right after the final buzzer. As always, I appreciate your support, and we will see you tomorrow.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase. Make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com.